Lauren XOXO, bitch, bitch, bitch. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to this week's episode of Lauren XOXO and Friends. And before we get into this episode, if you haven't already, please go on iTunes Podcast and leave a review. Um, what else do I have? No, that's all I need y'all to do. Go on iTunes Podcast, leave a nice, lengthy, cute review, and let's get into this episode. How you feeling, Yaya? How you doing? Wag on. What? You know, you don't like you. No. You don't like the Jamaican Lauren. For when you're not Jamaican, uh, <laughs> you don't know. Hey, don't know. We, we're Westernian <laughs> by penetration, for a fact. Yeah, I've been a few things. <laughs> I've been a few things been myself. A few things. Oh my god. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I'm just maintaining. I'm okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go. Did you go see the Joker? No, I want to see it. Yeah, go see it. I heard it was so good. It is like act. It's acting times a hundred. Like really, he, he did that. So, do you think like Keith Ledger would have did a better job or no? I wouldn't compare the two. Okay, because wow. I feel like one is more. One is really okay. They're both a big performance. Like I could tell both of them locked themselves in a hotel room and really was like i'm going to commit myself to being this person and i truly do feel like to be in that mind state you gotta be a little bonkers like you have to i know they were driving themselves crazy in that room Mm. but um it was it's a great movie i think it's it definitely shows you that you need to leave people to fuck alone um but we all know that. Okay. So yeah, we still bother people. I probably will <laughs> see it probably like Friday night, Saturday night. I probably, I probably would. Maybe, maybe tomorrow I might go and see it. Girl, and it, it's going to fuck with you a little bit. Which, you're going to be like, oh shit. Okay. Like, so, it was a really, really good movie. And okay. He was a great Joker, and I feel like it's hard to come after Heath Ledger and that legendary performance. But I think he did a great job. Like he's definitely winning awards. He's taking shit home, okay. easy. Okay. So. All right. So I'm gonna have to look at it. Definitely gonna have to look at it. I'm. Um, um. I don't know. I could have seen it like Sunday, but Sunday was just my my vibe to just really enjoy my Sunday. Because I'm not going to have too many Sundays left. Yeah. You about to go into like prime fucking time. I know. And and that was really one of my options. I was going to like, do I want to do brunch or do I want to go and see the movie? And I was just like, you know what? I can see the movie. I can see it after work or any day. But brunch, you can't get Brooklyn, New York City brunch anywhere or anytime so i wanted to enjoy my brunch i haven't had a good brunch in forever this was the first time i had brunch in like since last year like i didn't really brunch this summer which is weird because it's we're in the heart of it and i just did not do it that's how i know that like 
everyone's getting older because I feel like things that I used to do very frequently yes I don't do and also Sundays is one of those days for me especially if it's not summer like once you get into fall winter I don't want to do shit on Sundays me either like unless I go but you know what I want to do I want to rent like a van or something to go out east to like the Hamptons and go to like the the wineries Ooh, that's what I want to do I'll go either go upstate Let's do it. Let's I get, think we should do it. We should get, get like a little together. caravan or something. Yeah, I'm down for that. To get the wineries so we don't have to worry about driving or anything. Like I want to get Bring really, some weed. Yeah, definitely some weed because I would definitely be smoking and do that. And even um, even going to Cali, like I got like a whole shipment of wine from Northern California today. And I want to take advantage of that and... I want to be able to just sip different wines. Like, see, I like reds and whites. I'm not someone who prefers one over the other. But I just know if I go out east, it's going to be a wrap for me. Mm-hmm. I need to enjoy that. Yeah. No, we have that. to make that a thing. That'd be a good that time. That would be a good job. Right? Get some good candy adulting. A- good adulting. Get some candy apples and stuff like that. Meet some mm. fine rich men on the way. Mm. Might meet some brads. Me meet my me some Justins. Honestly. So you had me looking at thumbs. <laughs> you know someone else actually said that DM me was like, yo, listen to the podcast, you got me looking at thumbs. Okay, so I had a guy over sometime this weekend. And he came over, we were eating or whatever, and we were smoking weed. And I'm laying on the couch and something just hits me that says, Look at his thumb. Look at this stuff. I don't know if it was like Yaya's voice in my head. Oh my God. But it was just like, look at his thumb. So I'm looking at his thumb and his thumb is kind of like, what I realize is I haven't paid en- enough attention to thumbs. And so I couldn't tell if it was like a small thumb, a medium thumb, or like, I'm just like, what? Like, what is the criteria? Then I started looking at my hand. <laughs> And I'm kind of like, but I'm like, in, like I'm kind of like turned on my couch so he can't see me, and I'm just like, and she's high because I'm that. high. So, so I'm looking at my hand, I'm looking at his thumb. So I text Yaya, I say, Yaya, you got me looking at this man's thumb. And she's like, laugh my ass off. She was like, well, what's is it big? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and she was like, send me a picture, yo, y'all. When I tell y'all, I was sitting on this couch for like five minutes trying to sneak a picture <laughs> of this man's thumb. And I finally sent it over, and I was like, "It's medium. It's cool. Yeah, it's a cool size. No, it's cool. It's a good size. I'm cool with that. All right. Yeah, because we don't want nothing that's too big. Where like, I was telling Lauren that I had sex with a guy. His shit. Lauren knows what this man thick look like. Like this motherfucker has a whole like kibasa ten times bigger than that in his pants, and his dick. I got to know the word slacks. Girl, I mean, <laughs> just think about the Halloween cat that'd be on his back with his little arch. That's how I was getting doggy style, trying to get it from the back. His dick was way too big. So I'm, we're not for like big dicks, and we damn sure not for small dicks because you can't feel anything with that. They just want a good size penis, right? And I feel like if I cannot analyze his thumb, like my exes, like looking at their thumbs, their dick look exactly like their thumbs. So I'm kind of like a queen of knowing what a man's dick look like before it gets further. Because I'm not going to waste my time anymore. I'm a 28-year-old woman. I know what I want and I know what I need. And I think it's all in their thumbs. I'm telling you, don't look at their hands. Don't look at their feet. 
it's their thumbs. Trust me on this. And if you if you agree, if you have witnessed it, contact me and Lauren. We will tell you. We want to hear the feedback. Because I know I know I'm right. I know I'm right. So did you slam dance? We did not. You know what I realized? Okay. Oh my god. I'm going to I know. I literally Yaya texted me. She has webs. Like, you need to let him in. So you said something. You like, I said I need to get. She needs to get her pipes clean. Yeah, yeah. You said you need to get your pipes clean. Okay. So, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know I have been abstinent for like over three years. You break time. You haven't had sex for three years. Like two, three, two, three. You have. I had sex one time last year. So you're not abstinent. So it's like one year. But I, mean, I, I did it once. They so okay, count. so that breaks it. So that means what? You've been okay. So what? A year and a half, almost two years. Yeah, but th- she's think. fucking bugging. So what I realized in like not having sex but actively dating or whatever, I'm not in a rush. It's like I'm of course on the I want to have sex, but. Again, and now I get to be choosy. Okay, I respect it, and I get it. I'm not gonna tell another grown ass woman what to do with her vagina, but I I don't know. Me personally, I feel like I can't wait that long. Um, I feel like either you're gonna recycle, or you're gonna get somebody new, and there has to be somebody that comes in the picture that makes you makes your your vagina drop, like your coochie drops. You get like little flutters and shit like that. I will say I was hanging out with a guy on Sunday. But now I'm I'm on my period. And you know the whole time I was there, sex was on my mind. Okay. I was like Because we're the most horniness on our period, which is so strange. Yeah, I mean, in my mind, like I was just like, if I was not on my period, I probably, you know. And if you was on your period, you probably wouldn't even be thinking about sex. You'd be like, Nope. That's no, true. No, 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 That's no. so true. Cause our hormones are so crazy. Like we be the most horniest when we're the most heaviest when it comes to our blood. Right. Yeah. It was like like we were watching a movie and the whole time my mind was just <laughs> Um, but yeah it's one of those things where it's just like i do want to make sure that the next part i'm so happy like when i think about the men that i've like been dating even though and i who i haven't had sex with like i'm happy i didn't have sex with those men oh absolutely so i'm just like i don't know i feel like when you don't have sex and you strictly like get to know people and you keep it like you can make out all that other shit but i feel like when you keep it kind of like platonic in the beginning and super friendly no i agree because um i was telling nikki there's this guy that i used to talk to and me and him me and her were looking at his stories the past couple of days and i literally was disgusted and I was just like, I can't believe I let this man on top of me. And I can't believe I was on top of him. And he just disgusts me. Like, you don't have no money. You don't have a pot to piss in. You don't have no aspirations. Oh, my God. That's like, the worst. That's the worst thing. And I, 
initially I thought that he was a good guy and I mean another shit on him he he isn't a good guy he's just not the man for me but it's just the way that he handles things that turns me off and I'm just like I, I'm now I think I'm in a space now where I'm choosy and I'd rather just deal with my past if I'm gonna be that way um I'm not saying it's okay but right now, I'd rather deal with the the devil that I know the best than dealing with a new one where I have to know his his patterns and shit like that. It's but I, you, I'm open to both, I guess. You don't feel like always dealing with the devil in your past is gonna hold you back from absolutely. But you you cool with that? I'm cool with that because you know what it is. I feel like I had from my personal experience, I have more better luck dealing with my past. Mm. I had better luck with my past because I was like I know him or I know them depending on who I was dealing with I know him so it's he knows me I know what triggers him he knows what triggers me whereas like I feel like a lot of these new guys that I have encountered was a fruit fly without a fruit fly. one day I'm gonna get it I haven't got it yet. um a lot of these guys it's a fruit fly yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's a fruit fly so definitely a fruit fly no coarse fly no roach ain't none of that <laughs> Um, um, but a lot of guys that I have encountered with, besides like my exes, it seems like they they just have been on a decline for the most part. Like the guys are just like, I guess it goes back to that scenario that I mentioned in in the previous, um, podcast or previous shows where, like one of our homeboys told me like never date a garbage man and he told me never date a garbage man because they're complacent they don't want they don't they're afraid of a challenge they don't want to do better for themselves and it's not a career where would you stop worrying about that damn fruit fly i'm sorry but it's, it's a fruit fly if it's a roach to me you have to turn this shit over we have to find that motherfucker to kill it but it's okay it's a fruit fly <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pressing me i know it's a girl's a fruit fly um but um, yeah, one of my homeboys told me, like, don't ever date a garbage man or a sanitation worker. And I was just like, why? He said, because it's not that they don't have good jobs or great benefits, but for the most part, they are afraid of a challenge. That job itself doesn't have much mobility. Mm. And and they, and they are very aware of it. They just okay with working maybe a few hours extra, but they usually work four hours a day and get paid eight, eight hour work day. So he's like you don't want a man like that you want a man that's gonna always try to find a way to get to a bag and and it's not complacent and i kept that in my mind and i'm not saying that's for all of them yeah because i'm like i'm pretty sure there are some who have like investments they may own another well business. yeah yeah but the ones that i have met i met a lot of sanitation workers that work for new york city um and most of them do not had anything outside of sanitation mm. um they're like well i just gotta be, i gotta be up at six well five and i get off at nine and mm. the, and they have to go back in to clock out that's the only thing oh, okay. might be the catch but that's like two seconds nothing most of them don't care about anything else they don't want to try to do anything else and i get it and when he planted that seed in my head i became very aware and very privy to that and I don't know it just kind of sat with me and i think as, as the woman that i am and i think the woman that me and lauren are becoming and what we're trying to accomplish and 
business wise we need somebody who's going to be able to emulate that and understand where we're coming from because dating somebody who isn't an entrepreneur sometimes it can be kind of like pressing because they don't understand your lifestyle they don't understand like sometimes you don't go you can't go out because you have to do financials or you have to do orders or whatever it is like sometimes you have to wake up early to make sure that the painter comes in and Whatever you're doing, it, it don't have a time. full-time job. And don't exactly my point. So it's like sometimes like they don't understand. Like, did you watch the Kardashians this weekend? Yes. Okay. We'll get into that. Okay. Oh my god. So I was just like, you know, it, it's it's at this point I'm just like, I'm trying to be open when it comes to dating, but at this point, like, time is of the essence, and I. I'm not trying to sound desperate, but I know like my ex boyfriend. I don't. I see him being a boyfriend again. Okay, so when y'all gonna get together? It's me. I, it's me that's holding up the process at this point. It's me because um, we started dating what 2013, and then we had a lot of issues between then and now. And I, we're both on better paths, and he has been amazing zing amazing 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 but i feel like there's something better coming Ooh. and Ooh. i know there's something better coming. that hurt me yeah in my and i don't want to because there's certain things about him that i still do not like um and i talk to him about it all the time because i'm a very outgoing person he isn't and that bothers me because my parents were very outgoing people mm-hmm. and wherever they went I was there with them. My brother was there with them. Like they were, they went to dinner. They always went to movies. They went to museums. Me and my brother was always there with him, mm-hmm. with them. So I want my children to be able to be to be outgoing and to be large and open-minded to culture and ideas and things like that. And he's just stuck in the mindset of like, oh, I am a Caribbean man. If we don't do this, we don't do that, which is uh. bullshit because. Not every Caribbean man thinks that way. The, no, that was my issue with the the Jamaican guy I was talking to. Oh, I and I ended up texting him. Oh, you did? Yeah, we he act like it was normal. We never missed a day. Oh, really? Was, like sending me kissy faces and everything, and I was just like, Oh no, oh, no, 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 right? Okay, yeah, I gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready to get the fuck. Yeah, <laughs> sure. No, but um, yeah, no, we just had a cool conversation, but he was literally like that. And it stressed me out because people who think one way and aren't open to other things drives me fucking crazy. No, it, it absolutely. And that's the thing. Like, I don't want to raise my child in a in a container. I don't want to raise my child in Tupperware. But you also see yourself getting with this person. But that's the thing because he also has... It's kind of like you have to weigh out the pros and cons. Because I feel like when you have children... Yeah, your children usually have your mo- the mother's tongue, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, like, okay, think about, like, Nikki. Nikki Nikki is has Jamaican roots. Her parents are from Jamaica, but her child's father is American. Layla is going to be raised as a Jamaican. Right. For the most part. She probably is aware of her American roots because she... It's not like she doesn't have a relationship with her father's side at all, but you still have... The mother's language, the tongue, the the everything. Mm. Um, me and my parents, like, they are very open people. If they have the money to travel around the world 
all the time. They would. They love culture. They love food. They love language. They love history. And that's what's embedded into me. So even if I had a child with this man, the children would have my tongue. They would be open. They would be understanding. They would be able to have conversations and be able to sit quietly while somebody else speak. With him, it's going to be like, no, 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 no. If it's not this way, I'm a Caribbean man. It's this way and that way. And that's the only, that's the, kind of one of the main issues I have with him. He's not open to a lot of things. But for the most part, he's a provider. We communicate very well. Mm-hmm. But he's just not open. To, if it's not his, his upbringing is not like, there's no other way. And that's the only issue I have to have it with him. But other than that, like, he's a great guy. But i don't know that's what i'm saying like i feel like there's something better coming i know it's something better coming and that's why i don't want to commit just yet because (laughs) and it's kind of so mean it sounds mean but you know honestly i get it though i i feel like it's something that no uh, but honestly i told myself the other day i actually want to date another american i want i want my husband to be african-american Mm. I want my ch- I finally have acknowledged even if, if, if I don't want it that's my preference but if it's not I'm okay with that I just want to make that clear because I just understand like culturally that we have differences and like I know like sometimes when I have dated Caribbean men their mother wasn't accepting as accepting of me as I would like and like, I don't know how to make certain dishes. Like, now, if you want me to make some candy yams or collard greens or chicken and dumpling or something like that, I know how to do that. Mac and cheese, specialty. But if you want some pigtail and oxtail or whatever, you, you better go to your mama's house because I'm going to fuck that shit all the way up. And it's not going to taste like your mama. But even just certain things like music and, like, literature, I'm okay with. But it's just I have a problem with it when it comes to, like, I'm better than you. That's what I, I don't feel like. I've like run into a lot. Like, well, you guys are African American, so you guys don't have no culture, which is bullshit. Yeah, because we have culture. We have mad culture, and like, and everyone's into- partaking in it. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> what are you talking about? And that's something that I run into. I feel like I run into all the all the time, and I find myself being quiet because I don't want to offend no anyone. But it's just like at this point, like I'm tired of running into that issue. And even when I like dated an American man. I felt mo- the most at peace. Even though we didn't agree with a lot of things, mm-hmm. I felt most at peace because he understood me the most. Mm. Like, he understood my upbringing and he wanted the same thing. Even though we just had different views on certain stuff, I'm okay with that. We don't have to agree with everything. Like, mm-hmm. that's crazy. We're not robots. But I just know, like, sometimes, like, when I date Caribbean men, which I never dated an African man, so I can't really say, but Caribbean men is just like. It has to be this one way and this one way only. And I'm just like, well, I'm American and my roots are different. I grew up in a two-parent household. Like, this is what it is and this is how we view things. And they're just like, nope, 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 nope. It has to be this one way. And it just can, we have to find a medium. And they're some, sometimes they're not open to that. And sometimes that struggle, when I have conversations with West Indians, like, the struggle for me is always just like, we we black though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, like I remember one time Dawn was like, I don't know why Usher never played up. She was like, I don't know why Usher never represented his Haitian side. Yeah. Usher is Haitian. Yeah. So I told Dawn, I said, I said the only place where people really care 
as to what type of black you are is like New York. Yeah, New York. I said, if Usher, I said, during that time when Usher was big, yeah, if he would have said I was Haitian, everybody would have blinked and went back to their day. Because yeah. in their eyes to like to the rest of like most of America, you black. Yeah. Like, and that's it. I was like, he... He was better off banking on, I'm from the A, I'm from Atlanta, I'm with So So Deaf in them, than him, yeah. like, repping his nationality. Because I was like, only, people only care about that stuff in New York. Or, I guess I would like say, Florida. on, like, the East. Yeah. Florida. Um, But, where I was raised, like, I've lived in Georgia, I've lived in Illinois, I've lived in St. Louis, I've lived in North Carolina. Um, I've lived in a bunch of places, and... Black people never separated themselves, so I lived in New York. And I yeah. was just like, oh, or p- even with me, what are you? You said you don't know what you are? You said, what? And people would tell me what I look like all the time, and I'm like, well, you know. Yeah, like, even when I, like, me going back to work, like, like I had this this woman, she's from, she's from Iran. She comes to me and says, like, you look mixed, what are you? And she's from, she actually just moved from Florida to New York. Mm-hmm. So she has an idea of, I guess, Florida has... There's an African American community, but I feel like it's the Caribbean community is kind of is larger in Florida for the most part. And she's like, "Well, you look like you're Caribbean," and I just feel like me personally, like I'm African American, and I feel like a lot of us have similar features. And what people don't understand, like understand, understand, like the Caribbean got the most African slaves, but you have to remember, remember too, a lot of American slaves were sent to the Caribbean for breaking. Right. The baddest, and, like the ones who they... Yeah, like they the tried baddest. to break and mold. So, you might say like, I am bohemian, I may be Bajan, but you might have quote-unquote black American ancestry in you because a lot of them stayed there. Especially if your family is Gullah Geechee, meaning from like the Charleston area, like or Savannah area in Georgia. Yeah, a lot of our ancestors went to the Caribbean and stayed there. Mm-hmm. So we may have distant cousins in the Caribbean and they were like, oh, you're mixed or you look like you might be, you know, whatever, whatever. Like, yeah, we have mixtures of anything from European and um, indigenous people and African as well. So it's it's kind of like you can't you can't look at somebody and just say like what they what you think they are. But we do have cultural differences and I'm OK with that. Like I'm OK with learning from other p- people and other places. But I just want people that come over to our country as well. Yes, I say our because we built this bitch and be receptive and, and open to it. Because first of all, I understand like there are some black Americans that are lazy or sometimes on, on in the media it's portrayed to, for us to be a certain way. But you have to be open-minded enough to be like, okay, if that's the case, then there wouldn't be so many monumental black Americans that paved the way for us as right. well. So you can't, you know, that's just my only thing. And, and that's what I realized when I dated a lot of, like, pe- men who are Caribbean or have, like, maybe, like, first generation over here. It's like, well, you Americans. I was like, you don't know, first of all, you don't know all black Americans. So don't put me in a category with them because I don't even know them. And my family is not a representation of that either. So miss me with that shit. I also feel like we could say the same thing about any and everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I... Like, I'm going to say West Indian food is, like, my favorite. When I moved, when I fucking moved to New York, and I had my first plate of West Indian food, I was like, how how did I never, how have I never had this in my life? Mm -hmm. Like, West Indian food is 
top tier for me like that's my oh my how could you not like so fucking good but and I can't say that with the men like the men who I've dated who are West Indian they've kind of never made me feel like that like made me feel like there was a hierarchy or like I'm better than you I've never gotten those vibes but I have gotten those vibes just from like people in passing or people who I was having conversations with and in those times that really annoyed me because I'm like I'm open to whatever you have like and I'm not judging and you get what I'm saying don't get me wrong hopping off shit to dive in between some legs I have side eye but like I'm open to everything and so I just wish it wasn't I wish we weren't so negative sometimes towards each other I wish it was just more of a this is how you do things this is how I do things oh I like this about you I like this about you you know what I'm saying and some things you might not understand but I also feel like at the end of the day we all black and no one really gives a shit how we break it down no no, absolutely but um because they even had a co-worker he was born in brooklyn he's haitian but he was i guess like his middle school high school years he was raised in new orleans and he picked up everything about new orleans like the way he speaks and you would never think he's from brooklyn and he he would tell you like listen as a haitian you know haitian haitian ancestry like it's very it's much similarities and i think sometimes we focus on what makes us different than what makes us similar like we have a lot of things that are similar about about our ourselves and a lot of times just like i don't want to worry about where you're from that's a fact and i feel like and don't get me wrong there are a lot of black americans so you know what i think sometimes too i was thinking for the past two weeks i was having this conversation with myself just reading especially with like it was a name, Botham, Je- Botham Jean mm-hmm. Kelling in um, Dallas, Texas. And even what I said last week um, about how I think sometimes like people who come over from the Caribbean, they don't want to experience the experience and they are just not privy to or don't, they just not, they don't even acknowledge the black American experience and they don't want it to be theirs, but situations like his becomes their experience. Mm. And a wake up call. Oh, it's a wake up call. Like you're still black at the end of the day, regardless of where you came from, your dialect or whatever. And what I try to, what I was having a conversation with about myself is that like sometimes like, damn, what was I going to say? I forgot, but damn, what the, I lost my train of thought. Um, Oh, this is what I was going to say. So sometimes I think as black Americans, I think because maybe we're art in the media a lot. Maybe in the in the amongst the diaspora, even international. I don't know. I don't live overseas, so I can't. I can't really say. But a lot of times, I think Black Americans. We feel like we are the monolith. We speak for all Black people, and we're not. We don't. We can't speak that because our, everybody's culture is the same. Different. It's not the same. So like. But we are. The majority, I guess. I don't. I wouldn't even say the majority of- because you have to think about like for example. Ow. You have to think for example, like I guess in the U.S. In the U.S. Well, no, mm-hmm. I mean, all right. So, let, all right, I'm gonna put it this way. So, say for example, like say this theory really existed, which I don't. I'm putting out there. I don't agree with it, but say everybody that looks like me, Lauren, Rihanna, Beyonce came from Africa, right? I don't believe that. I think we, some of us were here prior to slavery. If we did, we have to take into consideration there's a whole culture of black people in, the, in, in Europe. 
Right. There's a whole culture in Australia, South America, like even Southeast Asia. Asia, period. There are black people residing. Mm. So for for sometimes for African Americans, I don't know what it is. I think America in in, in its entirety, we're we're in the in the forefront when it comes to the media. And when you when even just think about like okay the 1950s and 1960s 70s 80s, a lot of African Americans like I said were that we perpetuated a culture whether like hip hop was created by a Jamaican man or not. Hip, yeah, hip hop was created by a Jamaican man. He was a Jamaican DJ from the Bronx. African Americans took it over. We made it our own. Now you have like jazz, R and B, all these different genres, rock. We made it our own, which it was our own until white people took it. Now, when we were in media, whether it's television, magazines, journalism, or whatever. This is all people saw was black American. These people from the South, they're from Mississippi, they're from Texas, or whatever. And I think sometimes it carried on from generations. And and I think sometimes black Americans are not open to the fact that there are other black people out there. Mm. Like there aren't like, you know, you can go to um you can go to Haiti. Though they speak uh French Creole. You know, which is a, a mixture between French and some African dialect and some words. Um, you can go to St. Vincent or you can go to Jamaica. Jamaica is, you know, Patois. It's their own verbiage mixed with African versus their own slang mixed with English. Like, it's it's totally different. You can go to the Gullah, Gullah Geechee Islands, which is the sea islands from the North, North Carolina to... Um, the tip of Florida, where we have our own language, it's still English, but it's still it's still like some linguistic differences. Like Saint Vincent, like it has its own differences. Panama, you know, a lot of Jamaicans moved to Panama to work on the canal, and they stayed there, and they have families there for generations now. Mixed with Spanish and patois, like it's so many different things, and I think sometimes African Americans are just not open to the fact that. There's more of us outside of these 50 states. Mm. There isn't. And we're just not open to it. Like like how people attack Amanda Seals. Like I'm, I am no longer a big fan of Amanda Seals. But if we could talk about that, because that was that her thing at the the Emmy Black Party. The Emmy was a black party. I would have loved. You want to get into that now? Let's just switch to that. Yeah, we can okay. Go. Okay. So. If you guys don't know what happened, basically Amanda Seals did a podcast a few weeks ago where she talked about how she went to the only uh, Emmy party that they were throwing for black people and she wasn't allowed to get in. Mm-hmm. And she said once she was able to get in because someone that she knew saw her outside and kind of like snuck her in once she was able to get in then security came up to her and was like you need to go because um this person doesn't want you in which is um Issa Rae's publicist which is Issa Rae's publicist which was like her publicist is the one that's throwing the party right yes and so Amanda Seals goes on this podcast and she basically tells the story and you know she just sounds really upset she also said that there were people from her show there seeing everything go down and no one said anything and basically like watched her get kicked out of this party 
And like, what did you? All right. So I don't know if you did. You watch? All right. See, I'm somebody who subscribed to Empress TV on YouTube. Are you subscribed to her? She's the one that had. She got. I think that's the video that I I saw when. Yes. When they kind of do like a little voiceover. Yes. Yeah. So Empress TV. She also has a um, an Instagram. But I I found Empress basically on YouTube um, because I follow someone. I've been following Lovely T, who is a a think piece or a vlogger for years before this Instagram thing blew up. I think she actually had a YouTube channel before Instagram. But anyway, that's how I found her page. And I listened last week to what Empress TV had to say. And she's putting all these clips in from Amanda Sales Instagram Live versus... Um, her podcast and basically to sum it up like Lauren said like her 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 co-host on Insecure didn't intervene and there's this white woman telling her that she couldn't come into this black grant Emmy party was it for black celebs or whatever and I feel like my things like Amanda Seals has burned so many bridges and it's not like for example like there are so many, I guess, journalists or radio hosts or people who do who does podcasts who are able to speak their piece and they it may differ from the masses. I feel like the only time I heard Wendy Williams get kicked out of something was at Fifty Cent's party. Yeah. Other than that, Wendy Williams was is one of the most messiest motherfucking women in the world. Okay. Or she knows where to go and where not to go. Exactly. That's true, too. And I feel like Amanda Seals, sometimes for me, to say the least, she doesn't leave room for dialogue. Like, if you disagree with somebody, like, like for example, like Charlamagne. A lot of people do not does not like Charlamagne. They can't stand that man. Whatever. He has no problem for y'all to come on the breakfast breakfast club and y'all can have a, a, a dialogue or a conversation and discuss your differences. And I'm not trying to stand up for Charlamagne because also he is a man, so that's a whole nother hierarchy. There's a whole nother conversation to go into. But at the same time, like I get like a man of sales was even like a few months back. I remember telling Lauren like I have to fall back from Amanda Sales because some she's too much for me right now. I remember you saying that. Like it's becoming a lot for me and. I agree with a lot of things she was saying, but she, I think she's just still, she stands so firmly in her beliefs that she doesn't allow room for people who probably experience certain things to speak in. Because even if somebody, if you disagree with her, you DM her, she's going to block you. And she's going to post that conversation like, you're this and a third, I'm blocking you. That's not called call for so when I was watching and I think it was Empress TV video I think one of the comments that she made was saying that she doesn't think that uh, Amanda Seals is self aware what do you mean in the sense of I think Amanda Amanda Seals is one of the people you either like her or you don't like her Yeah. and I don't really think she has a very strong personality and I feel like she is a very passionate person and I feel like to some people, she can come off as very harsh and very hard. And because she's so real and so passionate about things, I think the the way she expresses herself to most people, you won't like it. 
Right. You'll feel like, or or some people will take it personally. And I also do. I also do agree with you when you say, you know, she doesn't leave room for any commentary. She doesn't leave room for conversation. You're not always right. Right. And when you put your opinion out there to the social media universe or whatever and when people come back at you with stuff they're not always wrong yeah they can make sense they can make sense and that's what i'm saying like everybody's experience is the same and and this goes back to what we were speaking about earlier like her mother's renee and her father's american her father wasn't a wasn't active in her life for whatever reasons and i think sometimes some of her viewpoints only comes from either pain or either coming from a different cultural background. So it's like when other black Americans have a conversation with her, she totally, totally rejects it. And she'll be like, well, I feel this way, but y'all forget my father was African American. And da, 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 da. I'm like, you have to be open to this. Like, you, you cannot have a platform where you're constantly speaking and speaking and expect no feedback. Like, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like, I, don't, I can't expect. For, for me to be on this podcast and be like, Kayana or Yaya, like, Yaya, I don't agree with you. I'm okay you disagree with me. If, my only thing is, like, if you're going to disagree with me, have some context surrounding your opinion. That's the only thing that I have to say. Like, just have some context. And she don't even allow people to have, like, have that opportunity to say, like, this is why I disagree, disagree with you because of A, B, and C. She just literally dismisses it. And that's why she wasn't able to get into that party. People are tired of her. Especially after that whole allegation with, with um, was it an orthopedic doctor? Or, yeah, like, or NFL some, player? Some something guy. like that where she said, like, people were saying that he was whipping his dick out and all this other shit. And, and she was, I, I don't know if she was wrong, but I think it's the way she went about things. Exactly. Like, I regarding that situation i can understand her trying to look out for other girls but she wasn't even being like it. this man you, yeah that's true it, you know it's just kind of one of them things like but because of who she is i don't think you go especially if you don't know if these things aren't a hundred like you don't know if these things are a hundred percent true i don't think that you go on such a huge platform and say that i think that's something where you hit your homegirls up like listen if you come across this person just so you get what i'm saying like make right. it more of a local thing than like a for the world thing because some people do lie yeah a woman and people just, can be mm-hmm. bitter and just say anything exactly and so i do think that was a situation where in her mind but i i truly feel like in her mind she was just like fuck this predator shit like if a man is you know giving me any of those type of vibes or if i hear about it of course i want to let everybody know so i just think that was her more so like jumping the gun and exactly. sitting down and truly thinking about the situation absolutely I think that was it too. And I think that's the reason why. Because she always said like um, Issa Rae's publicists never really cared for her. She said she never did anything. But sometimes it's not what you do to people. It's just the fact that how you handle other things. Or it's the, it's the vibe. It's the vibe that you give up. Even she- though you can't help it. Perfect example. There are some people who I don't know. And I'm not really close to them. But the times that I've been around them, the way I've seen them interact with other people, the 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 aura they're they're giving off, the vibes, I know that that's not my type of person. Exactly, and I think she's one of those people. 
and don't get me wrong there's a lot of things that i do like about amanda seals i just feel like for me she always has to have an opinion and sometimes things don't doesn't need to be said or spoke it's like you don't have a platform where things need to be you don't need to speak on everything like i can see if you work for the breakfast club or like hot 97 where you guys have to speak on everything but you can really you have a podcast where you choose what you want to discuss she chooses to discuss everything and i feel like she makes things so one way it's kind of like dana chanel for me oh yeah it's crazy dana chanel called me the other day oh really she called me that i don't know who gave her my information (laughs) um yeah she wants to do like some type of partnership okay no because she goes against what i believe um I always said, I don't mean to cut you off, I always say when I see either her or her husband yeah. and them videos, I don't click on it. And don't give me, I've seen some videos where I, I see where she's coming from, but the way they think, for me, for me, it's just too surface level. It's too I'm surface. Like, and, no. And my thing is just like, you guys are so, too, and and I'm not trying to insult anyone, anyone's religion or anything. I, I'm, not, I'm not even put a disclaimer. Take it however the fuck you want to take it. I feel like they have not lived enough. They and they have not lived enough. Y'all are too young to be telling other people how to live their lives and how things should be. Because let me tell you something. As you get older, I like I I was speaking to another coworker. This girl is twenty one years old, and I'm I'm twenty eight. And I was telling her like I was you when I first started working at this at this job. And the money that I spent, I was just giving her like financial advice and things like things like that. And I was coming from like big sis to little sis no this is coming from some monarchy type of bullshit that's their stance they're coming from and then we also live in this world where like people are easily persuaded and so i feel like people who do follow them like they try they take all that shit in but i'm like like you said like they haven't you haven't lived long enough to be given this type of advice exactly and it's just like and you think because you decided to get married at an early age, that's it for me. Like, me personally, I would never want to be married at 22, 23. Ever. Ever. I don't even know if I want to be married at 28. Like, honestly, I wouldn't want to be married at 28. For me personally, I feel like I love the journey that I'm on. I just feel like, for me, when I have a little girl, I can give her the best advice ever. Because I dealt with the fuck boys, I've dealt with the men who have dealt with who've been through trauma. I dealt with having friends who who were not and they didn't have my best interest at heart. I dealt with family members who didn't have my best interest at heart and were envious. I am able to be like, okay, let me tell you something. At your age, this is what I did and this is how I handle it. You don't have to listen to me and do what you want to do, but this is how your mama did things. I don't want to live my life as. Sanct- holy and sanctified to the point that I'm not privy to my surroundings. Jaded. Exactly. When you're young, you're so... I used to judge people for so much shit until I got put in those exact exactly. situations. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, shit. Now, like, now I see. Now I understand. Now I see why people make fucked up decisions. Because exactly. sometimes it's just what you have to do. Exactly. And sometimes you have to be selfish. Sometimes you can't think about your homegirl, your brother, your sister, your mother. No, sometimes it's literally fucking you. It really is. And that's and that's the thing, like and sometimes she comes from a very conservative perspective, which is very which I realize a lot of times conservative people are very Christian based. And 
they don't take in consideration other people's cultures, other people's religion, and, and realize that a lot of us are, are very much the same. And that's the reason why I kind of drifted drifted away from Danish, Danish and Chanel. And I'm like, yo, you're like 24, 25. And even though I'm 28 years old, and even if she is 25, those three years make a large difference. Mm-hmm. It makes a very large difference because I am life. not the same person I was at 25. You're adulting. Yeah, yeah like I'm sitting here like thinking like, how the fuck can I turn this rent into a mortgage? So I can own something, so I can leave something to my kids, or if I die before I have kids, or my family, my siblings, like anything like that. Like, how can I turn that into something? And then just to make things so objective sometimes when things are very subjective is insane, it's asinine for me. And that's the reason why I have an issue with a lot of things her and her husband says. Especially like she made a something, a comment um, against college. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't believe in college. Me personally. For the most part. I feel like college is for people who are doctors, lawyers, accountants. Or for an experience. Yeah, even for experience. Because I, I should have went to Spelman, but I didn't go because I was chasing a fuckboy. But that's another story for another day. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm not going to solely re- rely on the U.S. education system to make me successful. And I feel like a lot of times... The American population does because I know too many people who went to school who's in niche shit deep into debt because of college and they're not where they want to be. And it takes a special person to kind of like climb out of that. And I feel like, but I understand where some people, like especially like immigrants, especially black immigrants who come over here and they, and they force their children into college. Mm-hmm. I get it. And, shit. and I get it and I understand it. And for you to tell them that college ain't shit and da 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 da, I'm like, no, you can't say that. Because this might be their only dream. This might be their hope. And even just to instill certain values in them so they can graduate, nothing is wrong with that. It's also not everybody. Like, we just all have different journeys. Yeah, and like, right. You know, I know a lot of people are lean like, like don't go to college or whatever. And I, I like, I get it when you kind of think about the money. Of, if college was free, I said, go do that shit all day. day. Every day. Go take four years of your life. Go part. Like, I had so much fun at FIT with my girls. Like, and yeah. we, we're still friends. And I, I'm so happy for that bond that we have. Right. So, if I, I'm going to say, if I didn't take anything from FIT, which I did take things from it, but my homegirls, like the girls that I met, like, we just have the most amazing bond. And right. I love that. And I love that after all of these years, we've still been able to be friends. And so I think, like, there's just... We're all different. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I do think that everyone should get an experience, 18, 19, 20 or whatever, away from home. And learn how to kind of... I think those are the years where you truly find yourself. Absolutely. And so I hope... That college is free in the future, everywhere, so that it doesn't have to be a money thing anymore. Absolutely. Just please go experience college because you will have such a good time. Yeah, I I experienced college on a different level. Um, if I, I, w- I really wanted to go to HBCU, I encourage all black people, regardless of where you are from the di- diaspora, I don't give a fuck where your family's from, you need to go to HBCU. You're not going to get... That well, I didn't go, so I can't really speak on it. But even like I have friends whose parents from the Caribbean, mainly from the Caribbean, because I don't know too many 
um, Africans who went to HBCU, but everybody I knew, knew that went to a HBCU who was from the Caribbean, they thought that was the best experience of blackness that they could ever experience. They don't regret it. They loved it. They loved the education. They said, yo, my professors are like a second tier of parenting. Like I was never alone. And just to understand who we were. And they even touched base on the Caribbean and their history. Like they loved it. And I regret it to this day that I didn't go to Spelman. And I could have went to Spelman. And I regretted it. I regret it because I was chasing my first. And I stayed in New York. And I still didn't finish school. And I'm okay with that. Because I knew... With my degree, what I'm doing now has nothing to do with my degree, and there's nothing else I would want to go to school for. Right. It depends, like I said, like like I said, like it depends on what you want to go to school for. If you're going to school to be a doctor, an accountant, a lawyer, of course you have to go to school. Like doing civil engineering or any type of engineering, of course you're gonna need some education behind that. But really consider it. Don't rush the process. Take your prerequisites first before you start taking courses towards your major because you're going to waste a lot of money and that's something I had an issue with with Dana Chanel she totally dismissed to dismiss that and I'm like sometimes just a, just an experience that people go for right um it's an experience or just like a brotherhood or a sisterhood that you get out of college like mm-hmm. I didn't have a sisterhood the only sisterhood I had was my friends I didn't I wasn't part of a sorority I didn't know too many black men that were a part of a fraternity but the ones that I knew, like when I went to see Farrah Khan speak at, um, um, was it, was it, it was it what, two, a couple of years, I think it was like 2015, 2016, the March on Washington? No, the, what, the March on Washington was in the 1960s. I can't remember, I'm kind of drunk right now. But I remember I went to see Farrah Khan speak a couple of years. And, and there was so many people from like Morgan, Howard from Bowie State, which is a HBCU, um, Lincoln University. Um, to see them, the men and women re like connect and have like this sisterhood, this bondage, in regards to where they from in their diaspora was an amazing experience, and I kind of envy that because I didn't have that for myself. Even if I stayed on campus for like a year or two and didn't finish college, I would be, would have been content. That's some fine men. Man, that's some fine men. Oh my god! And I'm sitting here dealing with these fucking, dr- fucking drug dealers from fucking Brooklyn. Jesus help me! These fucking scammers. <laughs> um, but yeah, back to Amanda Seals. I don't. I just. I don't think. I I agree with you. I feel like she should just put her podcast out. Don't make no videos. Don't like. Mm, there's already a hate train for her and I feel like once people say they don't like you that's it and I feel like anything she does don't nobody fuck with her but I like her I just think she's definitely in an acquired taste absolutely but I do like her I do think she's more right than wrong I just think she goes about I think that the way that she goes about things um just aren't the best yeah you know what it is i feel like i said she doesn't leave room for dialogue and and if i was her especially with her platform and her network like say something like a situation where she heard something bad about somebody i would invite them onto the show to ask the questions the public are asking 
and that could actually build her platform. Mm-hmm. Like she, I think the way that she's do, going about things is kind of like negative, and and she'd be so like stern on her beliefs. Like there's no shaking her. Mm-hmm. Like she can't say an opinion without you feeling like if you dif- if your opinion different from hers, she's gonna bite you. Right. And that shouldn't like it shouldn't be that way. You're an adult. Yeah, like you know, you don't have to agree with me. This is how I feel, but she's gonna be like, "You're canceled. You're canceled." And I'm just like, okay, like you need to fall back, and you can see the hurt coming through her. Yeah, for sure, a lot. Kim and Kanye keeping up with Kardashians. So I kind of I caught up with all the Kardashians on Sunday. Um, what I had an issue with, with Kanye. I had an issue that he was having a problem with the way we, the way Kim was dressing, I guess, for the Met Gala. Gala. In the, yeah, in the last episode. And the thing that I had an issue with for, for me was that you encouraged this behavior. Matter of fact, you changed her whole styling. And like, this is what attracted you. Even before him, like, Kim had a whole like we thought she was fly but until she met Kanye he literally was going through her closet like you can't wear this you can't wear that I remember that episode when he was like we're gonna have to get rid of your whole closet and I remember watching that and being like I would never want to date a guy like that right he made her who she is I also kind of liked her style before yeah I liked her style before Kanye I'm not gonna hold it yeah I thought she was I thought it was cool I think it was better than now she's a bit better a few years, it was getting crazy. But right. now she is better. Yeah, I like... I, regardless of it was her or Kanye's influence, I didn't didn't think anything was wrong with it. But I felt like he encouraged her to dress a certain way. And now, like, she actually mastered it. Like, this was acceptable. This is okay. Now, you've, now you're on a... Di- like, as she said, you're on a different journey mm-hmm. than I am. Yeah, when she said that, I was like, I, I hear that shit. I hear that shit. Like, that is crazy. I think that's whack. Because he was basically like, oh, like, we're married and you're a mom of four now. And you, when you dress sexy, it affects me. But I'm like, what the fuck? He been looking at all these years. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because her ass been out. Her titties been out. Crazy photo shoots. Like, we've seen all of Kim Kardashian. Exactly. And you was acting like you loved that shit. I would have never guessed. Like I said, he definitely encouraged that shit. So for him to do a, do a one eighty out of nowhere in the middle of her with her fitting yeah. for the Met Gala, motherfucker, you and better kiss my ass. Her outfit for the Met Gala wasn't, wasn't even, even wild. It wasn't revealing. It wasn't. It was all nude. Yeah, but it wasn't showing anything. You see no titties, no, no ass, no nothing. It, I mean, it was definitely showing off her curves, but she's yeah. been doing that since Forever. she started. Forever. So now you have a problem with it? And I'm like, this shit is whack. I thought it was so... I was just looking at the episode like, niggas, man. That's a nigga for you. We'll tell you, throw your whole closet away. We'll have you in all of these fittings. We'll t- clothes getting tighter and tighter, smaller and smaller. I'm the woman... I'm becoming the woman you see yourself being with. You doing all this shit to me. And now you don't like it. Yeah. Now you want me to put on a muumuu. Exactly. I'm like, Kanye needs to his fucking fat neck ass down somewhere. I'd be like, nigga, you loving Trump is affecting me. 
you saying you gonna release fucking albums and me putting it on Instagram and Twitter and telling all your fans and getting them excited and all that shit and then you never coming out with nothing is affecting me. Mm-hmm. Your fucking free thinking is affecting. See, and that's, that's how that you know shit. Kim ain't black. Because a black woman would have been like, affect. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once we get in that bag, nigga, I'm she would have lived so well. Yeah, she was. She was. I would. I think I would have cursed that motherfucker out. I'm like, what mm-hmm. the fuck you talking about? You made me this way. Mm-hmm. A whole lot. It of- took. You know how many, how many years it took for her? Like, think about all the years he spent investing his time and energy trying to mold her mold to this fashion god. woman that he wants. He this fashion god that he had in his mind, and now is just, is becoming too much for him. Who the fuck do you think you are? And then also. While you running around doing all this fuck shit, like literally letting millions of your fans down with all the bullshit you're doing, I'm standing st- like she really all the shit he does wrong. She just like she stands with him. Honestly, can I, I think if if she married Kanye in her early years, they wouldn't be married now. Mm-hmm. I I honestly believe so. I think that. I think she's tolerating him a little bit more and she's being become a little patient because they have kids together. Mm. I don't know if she would if it if she was like her first if he was her first husband, she's like this motherfucker is crazy. She they wouldn't be together. I don't think so. First I just can't see myself being with someone who like wants to change things about me. I find that like weird. It's like the times I've dated men and they've been like, you look better without makeup. Don't wear makeup. I'm like, well, well you met me with a face full of makeup. This is what I want. I want to wear wigs. I want to wear makeup. Mm. I want to fully be me as I'm letting you be you. Like, I, I truly do hate when someone comes into a situation trying to change someone. Exactly. You don't want me then. Go get what you want. You think this is build a bitch. And, and you can make your own woman, and that's not the case. Right. No, you're going to take me for what I am. And I, of course, like, we all need need improvement on, on some things. And, you know, sometimes you need somebody to come in and help spruce you up. But to try to, like, wipe out everything about me and to put, like, to input all, all your ideas and everything, and for me to just project it, that's kind of scary. It's kind of eerie. Also, like, just don't even try to change yourself for a person. Because let me tell you something. They will come back on some Kanye shit. Oh, I don't want you doing that no more. I'll never forget. I always had short hair. And when I used to, when I was dating Keem, he hated my short hair. He did? So I went and I got, well, I kind of wanted to try something new anyways. But a part of the reason why I got my first sewing is because, like, well, it wasn't my first sewing. I had others. But they weren't like I didn't have. I never had a weave that long. Was because like he didn't like short hair, and so whatever. I get this hair and I loved it. But I remember one day me and him were we were on the phone and we were going through Instagram. This is like after we're done with just friendship, and we were showing each other like our dream person on Instagram, like who we want to date. So, he tells me to go on his girl page. 
this person, he, he hates short hair. He does not like short hair. He hates short hair. That's all he ever told me. You know this bitch had the haircut I had? Really? Short hair. Her was shorter than mine. I said, I thought you hated short hair. I didn't like short hair on you. I said, oh. Okay, get it. Mm. <laughs> Nigga. Lauren's face right now. What? I was just like, yo, men are crazy. I remember that. I was just like, all right. Okay. Everybody else loves short hair on me, but you hated it. And you used to, he used to always say, I don't like when women have short hair. Whew. These guys are insane. And think about if we live out. There's some women out there that live their lives to appease the men that they're dating. And it ain't. It's not worth it. it. It's not worth it. Either you're gonna accept me for what I am or not. Because we don't I don't I don't have I have yet to meet a woman who says, Babe, you need to cut your hair like this. Don't you even think about getting this little Caesar or whatever they got what these guys got. I don't know what these motherfuckers got right now. Like don't get no waves or get this instead. Like I have yet to meet a woman who does that shit. Mm-mm. Never Men have met a woman doing it. You know, unless it's a a woman who's getting her her six year old son's haircut. It's a totally different story. But other than that, I've never seen her projected onto her husband. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I have yet to see it. I have yet to hear it. Because men are going to do what the fuck they want to do anyway. But to put that onto your spouse, that shit is whack. A man to get with a woman that's thick and be like, I think you should start working out. Right? <laughs> it's just like, sir. I'd rather you leave me the fuck alone. I'd rather be single. Why are you here? Man, I'd have had niggas be like, oh, you don't need to wear that wig. You don't need to do this. You don't need-. I'm like, this is me. I'm not changing for you. Mm-hmm. You got about 20 more days left over here. Mm-hmm. Can we have a good time? Nah, niggas always want to argue about how you look. Um, I saw that Gina Rodriguez. Who? Ain't her name Gina Rodriguez? Yeah, I don't know who you're talking about. Wait, hold on. Homegirl that always say shit about black women. You know what I'm talking about? She was on his... Oh, what's her name? Yeah, Gina Rodriguez, the actress. She was singing. I can do what you do. Believe me. Niggas give me heebie-jeebies. <laughs> oh, she was on Jane. Hey, what's up, everybody? I just wanted to reach Virgin out Jane. and apologize. I am sorry. I am sorry if I offended anyone. By singing along to the Fugees, to a song I love that I grew up on. I love Lauryn Hill. And um, I really am sorry if I offended you. Bitch. I don't understand why in 2019 people just can't understand. If you're not black, don't say nigga. And that's a weak ass apology. If you're not black... Don't say nigga. So we gotta, need to make a song out of that. I gotta take this microphone off for a second. All they gonna hear is you touching the mic. They be so right. you gotta put it back. I gotta put it back. It's just gonna sound like. I'm be right here. This is my thing. I have to think about this for a second. Alright. So. This is making me think about Evelyn. Talk about it. All right. So, let me just start with this. 
I'm sorry, I'm just trying to gather my thoughts for a second. So, I'm thinking about the Latinx community. And I just want to put this out there. Being Latino or Latina or Hispanic, it is not a race. It basically means that you're from a Spanish-speaking origin or you were, the area you were from were conquered by, unfortunately, Spaniards or conquistadors. And there are a lot of people who identify with being Afro-Latina that, or possibly mixed, whether it's with indigenous blood, whether they consider themselves Arawak or Taino or Taino, or how you pronounce it, or there's so many different things, plus European and things of that nature. Um, I just say like, especially growing up in New York or maybe parts of like Florida or parts of Cali. I can't really speak for everywhere else because I know there's a major black population and major, major Latinx community in those areas. Now, let me speak on the Bronx in Brooklyn, for example, right? A lot of black people and a lot of Puerto Ricans and Dominicans go to school together. Where a lot of times they make it okay to say nigga. And their parents may have it, it may not even like black people. Like, you don't even speak Spanish, you don't like this, you don't look like me. And a lot of times the people that say nigga are more indigenous and European bred. It may they, they may have some African blood in them, but it's not a whole lot. And when I had this conversation, I think I said something about this like last year before my Instagram. Somebody black had an issue that I had an issue with it. Somebody black had an issue with with me saying that I think if you don't even identify yourself as or even like have African ancestry. Or most of you have African ancestry. You should say. I don't think any of us actually should say it. For the most part. Me personally. But I understand that. I'm, I'm not here to police anybody. I'm not going to say like you shouldn't say nigga, 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 nothing. I'm not going to say that. But. I get it. But at the same time. It's just like I understand it. Because it's like. You're around a bunch of kids, like, growing up. Like, I didn't start cursing until I went to a pro-black school. Not pro-black. I went to a predominantly black school, a black and brown school. Because before I went to a predominantly black and brown school, I went to a predominantly white school, predominantly Jewish. We didn't curse. And my first time I cursed, I sounded like a fucking idiot. And then I started people saying, hearing people saying nigga. And I was just like, it was just strange for me. Because even in my household... That's a word that we don't even use. Even as an adult, my parents does not use it. Well, my dad use it, but not too much my mother. And I I understand it, but I feel like people scream Afro-Latina when it's convenient for them. Yes. A little bit, but it's like I said, I, growing up seeing kids from the Latinx community just saying it, I, I know it's not harmful for the most part. But I know, like, your parents say nigga 
all the time they may say nigga and they don't even identify with any part of their blackness and i also have seen how hard that they separate themselves exactly from black people and i think that's my issue and that's why i don't want any of them saying it right no don't say it because it's not your choice right because like i said i think i've said before on a couple of podcasts before like i was on a d train and there was these two boys from the latinx community Every other word was nigga, 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 nigga. And even sometimes you can see on YouTube, there might be two white boys fighting. They call themselves niggas. Mm-mm. Why would you want to be referred to that? Like, But you know what it is? They know people who are black who... Co-sign that shit. Say, no, you can say that. You can say and, that. And, my boy. And that's the thing. Like, And that's the thing. And it's just like... But under... I don't. I just feel like fuck what someone else say. Why do you think that's right? Why do you think that's a word for you to use? Honestly, truly, they can't. Why do you need to say it? They can't tell you. Why? What's what is it about this? What what is it about everything about black people that makes people just like they just be snatching our chains? Because it's in our music, and we don't see nothing. It's okay for them to say, and I. I let me say I can't say that I disagree with them in in that like I get it, I but it doesn't give them I doesn't give them a pass. I don't get it. Shut the fuck up. Like I totally understand where they're coming from, you know, but it doesn't give you a pass because I know like if I say a derogatory derogatory retort about Jewish people in the Holocaust, it will be over for me. I probably would never see a job. For the next 50 years. Exactly. And I, I just want black people to understand their power when it comes to that. But like I said, I understand like in the Latinx community that we are raised with them. And they think, they're like, okay, it's cool. Like, you know, you know, Jonathan says it and Mikel says it. Like, so it's okay for me to say it. But it makes my skin crawl because I literally try every day not to say it. Sometimes it slips out. And I'm going to be honest with you. I, I try not to say nigga. But sometimes it slips out. Um, but for me to hear other people say it, especially from the Latinx community, and they don't even identify with any African ancestry or blood, for you guys to say it, don't say it at all. Like, don't say it. Yeah. And even though, you know, that fact, fuck that. Because you know what? It's, it's beyond that. Because there are even like just think about thinking about some like some um, Afrobeat songs. Where you from? You will never be called a nigga. But you listen to some Afrobeat songs. They say nigga constantly. Y'all shouldn't even be saying. That. Oh, see, I don't really listen to Afrobeat. I don't listen to it either. But if you if you listen to some of it, like um, Davido, whatever his name is, or some other artist, they say nigga a lot. Mm. Think about Stefan Don. Like you're a Jamaican, I guess British singer. I'm pretty sure they say nigga up there. Nigga, bro. still British. Nigga, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But nigga. it just sounds like nigga. it was more prevalent here. Why are you saying it over there? But, but our music makes it sound like it's okay. What you get talking, what I'm saying? What are you talking about, bro? It's just, it, I get it, but it's just like, no. Like, I, I try to be understanding when it comes to a lot of shit. And I try to be open, but still, it's a no for me, dog. Like, it really is a no for me. I agree. Okay. I want this last topic to be about the Evelyn Lozada uh, OG thing. 
I do understand some of OG's points. No, nah, I don't. No, let me tell you something. If you've been watching Basketball Wives since day one, you know Evelyn been hopping over tables, throwing shit, um, getting in people's faces, throwing hands, like just doing the fucking most. Nobody ever said this person is aggressive. I don't want to be next to them. People always and said that. All, all them veins coming, veins just popping out her neck. People always said about Evelyn. People always said about Evelyn. Well, I never seen it on in the case of um, when it came to them sitting the reunions. I don't. I truly do feel like the way people was acting, people was acting like OG was acting crazy. Which I, don't get me wrong, she was acting like she was wilding, but it it didn't come close to all the things Evelyn has done all of these years. I feel like this. I feel like for her to scream colorism is a stretch for me. And the thing is, and it's like, first of all, you are ugly. I'm sorry, OG, you're not the most attractive person out there. You have a face a mother can love. And I'm not trying to be funny and I'm not trying to shade you, but, and Lauren's over here laughing. She's, Lauren, you know, she looks like Vigo, Vigo from Ghostbusters 2. Like, do I find OG attractive? I do not. And it has nothing to do, well, um, no, the I'm only not. reason why, no, there's a reason why I said me. that. There's a reason why I say that because people, when I'm looking at Twitter, um, and when I look at like hashtags on Instagram and what people are comments or people are saying, they think because you say somebody's ugly, that has to do with colorism. And it has nothing to do with that. She is not an attractive woman. She has, she's not, I don't give a fuck where you're from. They are beautiful Nigerian women, people, women from Ghana, from Kenya, from wherever you're from in the continent of Africa. They are beautiful African women, dark or light. She's just not one of them. Right. She's just not one of them. And I feel like the problem I have with OG is that a black woman gave you a fucking platform. And if you felt like there was a colorism issue, for us, we don't ha- we don't we get so many we get very limited opportunities. Where I feel like you could have handled this this situation that situation behind closed doors. I I don't think that that is a, like a pos- like that I don't think that should have been displayed publicly. Yeah, but- yeah, but that's the show. That whole come on, we got an that whole show is trash. It's nothing but drama. I know it's I know it's drama, but the I feel like colorism is, brings up another another situation. But I understand her bringing up colorism in the sense of how they were saying how she's being aggressive and no everyone was trying to act like what she was doing no one had ever done before. No, I, and I get think that. They were, and I do think that when I think about this, what most people would consider right, this beautiful. Latino woman, Evelyn, doing all this crazy shit all these years, speaking crazy, doing all this next shit, you know, and still being able to be on this show, no problem. And then this now brown skinned woman who people don't find, I don't know anyone who has found her attractive. I'm pretty sure someone finds her attractive, but who would say she wasn't attractive she comes now she's being aggressive she's giving evelyn a run for her money she like yo what's up she not running she you know i get that and now all of a sudden 
I can't film her. She's too aggressive. She's this. She's no, that. Da, da, da. I get that. Like even if I even thought it was whack for Evelyn to go and get a restraint, try to get a restraining order. No, I over. think that was a That's stretch. That's funny. All I the think, shit you done did, you no. Do that? I think that I think that was a stretch. But what I would say is like for me, like I feel like there's so many limited opportunities for us now, mm-hmm. and for you to try to blast that, even when this woman gave you an opportunity, you could have started a whole fucking business. You could have used this whole, even for one season, you could have used that outlet to promote a business. Mm-hmm. But you want it to be messy as like, you wanted to, you should want to go neck and neck with everybody else. Now, I do feel like she started shit. But, but we've seen the whole season. She did some fucked up shit this and, but my But my thing is, like, even regardless of what, if you started shit or whatever, you still did fucked up shit. And whether people perceive you to be a certain way or not, that's your fault. You could have used this. Use both seasons last year, last season and this pre- this previous season to literally you could have started a business. You could have did so many other other fucking things. You had another black woman give you a fucking opportunity, a lane, and I feel like we don't have that many opportunities as it is as as it is. So you could at least handle it a, a little differently. Why wait to talk about colorism at the reunion? You could have talked about it on the show. You could have said, "Yo, Sean, this is how I feel," and that's that's my only issue I have with. Do that. you think maybe? She didn't catch on to it until she was sitting there watching the show and seeing. Because no. I feel like because my case, my, my, my thing is this. Because what's corny is that fucking Cece they, they, they calls her ugly. Cece's not a friend, but you still yeah. be friend that bitch. See, I'm first. The Cece, she was, was saying like, like Cece like. Cece had her back yeah. in those situations and she didn't. Cece didn't have you her back. You was fighting for yourself and Cece. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like, Cause Cece be like, oh, I'm Because you here. want to talk about colorism, like, everybody look, thought you look, you were not a pretty girl. Like, you're not, and unfortunately you're not. And it's okay because you found love or whatever he is. Like, I think he's a bitch ass because you arguing with women. But whatever the case may be. I think that whatever, it doesn't matter. What You know, perception, you know, your looks are subjective to others. But what I feel like is just like, yo, you had a black woman give you an opportunity. And that, oh, this black woman had dark-skinned children. And that doesn't mean anything either. But at the same time, like, you could have... If you didn't notice it from first season, then that's your fault. Because you could have been walked out of that contract. So now you're just noticing this season? Right. Now you want to bring up colorism. Where were you at? This, nothing has changed from first to second season. Now you want to bring up colorism. You could have literally started a business and be like, yeah, I'm starting this. This is what I'm working on. Whatever, whatever. Y'all coming to my show. The only thing she worked worried about was CeCe's man, what Byron's doing, and her retiring from being a football player, and whatever. And that's it. What and trying- like, it seems like she excels in that shit. Like, why don't you be a co- Remember that episode where she was going to be a coach? Even if she is, my thing is, my thing is, yeah, you you are great in other things, but you could have, you could, like I said, I feel like she could have handled things totally different. I like I said, like we don't have, unfortunately, like we are literally trying to pave the way for us to uh, other black women to have other opportunities. Like, and we're not gonna dismiss that there's other dark skinned women on the show. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to Kristen, I get it. She's more like a Creole, like mixed. You, she's dark skinned but with like looser texture like hair. Coolie. Yeah. Whatever she I don't know. I know she's from Louisiana, so I'm assuming she's, you know, African mixed with probably indigenous and European blood. Whatever. I don't I really don't know where she's like from. That Tatiana Ali. Ali type thing. She could be Trini in Puerto Rican. Like the, the Vashti vibes, yeah. Right. Like you know that. what I'm saying? Like I don't know where she is. 
and we can act like from the seasons prior that there weren't other black women on there, darker skin tone women. Yes, Evelyn acts like a fucking idiot, and I don't, I don't agree with every everything Evelyn does, even though I do love her. But I feel I like love Evelyn too. But I feel like and she fine. If I, right, but there was other black dark skin women on there who made it they made the best out of their seasons let me promote something that i did you didn't do that you just wanted to be messy yo someone said malaysia keep getting lighter and lighter have you no, noticed that no i don't believe that i think it's lighting and makeup okay i, I was thinking that too i don't think that like, and i think if you like sometimes like you like depending on the makeup artist like you don't bring your a lot of times people don't bring their foundation to set so if you like i'm a person who has to wear estee lauder estee lauder looks the best on me i love estee lauder i can't wear nothing else but estee lauder best foundation best foundation but if you bring fenty beauty like i can't wear fenty because it's gonna oxidize and i'm looking a totally different person like you can look at somebody's knuckles and see if they bleach or not malaysia has not bleached Mm. y'all need to cut this shit out like i know she changed her name i know her name is something real Oh, yeah, got, yeah, I know her name is like Laquisha or some, something like that. Only thing that changes her body. Right. I'd say that's that. It. But other than that, like, y'all y'all want to be people. Y'all want everybody to be bleaching. But I think that's bullshit. But I really think, like, OG, like, I feel like, I don't know, like, I don't know. And then I could be kind of biased because I feel like a lot of African women, y'all have a thing against African Americans. Like, I, 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 that's how I feel. Like, and, and we try to, you know, have an olive branch. In certain t- certain times, but I understand like you know y'all have something against us sometimes. Not all of y'all, but some of y'all do. And I'm like, this woman literally gave you opportunity to do whatever you want to do with that time that she gave you, and you want to bring up colorism, girl, bye. Because it was mad dark skin women from the beginning of time with this show. Please miss me with that bullshit. And that's what we're gonna end the show for with. For real, fuck out. Thank of y'all here. for listening. Have a good day or a good night. Bye.